putting myself out there, I'm kind of, again, building up my own confidence and proving to myself, yeah, I can do the scary thing. Hopefully that will keep snowballing because when you do get that positive feedback or somebody emailing you saying like, oh, I really enjoyed you being on this thing, it definitely makes it worth it. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 85 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. My name is Christina Cantors, communication skills speaker, coach, and host of this show. Now, I'm super excited to introduce you this week to my very special guest, Kat Rose. Kat is a talented designer, artist, and coach who helps creative introverts show their work and get the exposure they deserve. She does this through the League of Creative Introverts, which is an online community, as well as one-to-one coaching and online training. You can find her at www.thecreativeintrovert.com. Now, before I get into why I've got Kat on the show this week, I do have one quick announcement. This Thursday night, I'll be competing in the Toastmasters International Speech Contest in the Area Division. Now, this is an annual competition where you compete firstly at your club level, so against other people in your club, and if you win, you then go to the area level, which is what I'll be competing in this week. And then if you win the area level, I think you then go to the state level, and then you go to the national level, and then you fly to the US for the international competition. So uh, wish me luck. Hopefully I'll win this week's one. Anyway, I'll let you know next week how I go. So I get a lot of people asking to be guests on my show, and often it's from people's publicists saying, I represent so-and-so and they'd be great for your show. They're awesome at marketing and blah, 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 and online business which is really off-putting because a lot of the time I'm like, do you even listen to my show or have you even, do you even know what my show is about? I'm focusing on communication and confidence and getting out of your comfort zone. Can you not see that? So obviously they've not done their research. Now, Kat reached out to me asking to be a guest on my show, but she did it in a very different way. So she sent me a lovely email and I'll read it out to you and then I'll tell you why it's important. So, Kat writes, Hi, Christina. Firstly, a bit of fangirling. I started Toastmasters earlier this year and have been eating up all I can public speaking self-confidency related stuff and have been recommending your show to my fellow Toastmasters to an embarrassing degree. Your recent show on perfectionism really got to me. It's something that was holding me back from my own public speaking path. I did, in fact, do exactly what you spoke about. It took me six months to give my icebreaker. For those of you listening, um, an icebreaker speech is your very first Toastmasters speech. Back to Kat's email. In fact, writing this email is something I was putting off because I didn't think I could make it perfect, whatever that is. So I'm challenging myself to just hit send today. You probably have a backlog of guests as long as this email is going to be, but I thought I may as well put it out there. I would really love to join your conversation one day. Mostly, I end up talking about Challenges introverts face when freelancing or becoming solopreneurs. Just escaping the busy office environment doesn't solve all our problems. Why making podcasts and videos can be brilliant for introverts and when they're not. How to form habits that make stepping outside your comfort zone somewhat less terrifying. 
You can check out I'm Not a Total Weirdo here at thecreativeintrovert.com. Either way, I'll still be listening and thank you for the show. All the best, Kat. Now, Kat did some excellent things here in her email. Firstly, she started with a lovely, genuine compliment and told me how she had listened to my podcast and was listening, uh, sorry, recommending it to other people. If you want to get noticed by someone via email, paying them a lovely compliment is a great way to do this. Secondly, not only has she told me she's listened to my podcast, but she's also demonstrated how she's implemented what she's learned from my podcast, which is amazing for me. Like it's one thing to say, oh, I listen, but it's another thing to say, hey, I've implemented what you've taught me and here's what it is. And then finally, she shares the value she can add to my audience. She doesn't say, oh, I'm good at this and I'm good at that. She said, here's what I talk about. I would love to join the conversation. And I love how she said, join the conversation, not, you know, I'll be an awesome guest for your listeners. So how could I say no to that? Kat has demonstrated beautifully how you can ask for things and receive them without sounding arrogant. And I know this was a challenge for her and I really congratulate her for doing that. And look, it's paid off. (laughs) So we did end up having the conversation, which you're about to hear, and we talk about what she mentioned in the email, plus much more about building confidence and how to network as an introvert. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash cat, as in C-A-T, cat. Alrighty, get ready to hear the dulcet British tones of the lovely Cat Rose. So how did you get started? What made you want to get started with helping creative introverts like yourself to get out there and show their work? Well, it's definitely been um, a bit of a, a journey of just trying things and failing and trying again um so I went freelance um freelance in design basically in illustration a good few years ago and set up a pet portrait business and I thought it would be super easy just to work from home and um you know put my work up online and you know it will be great and people will come and I'll never have to leave the house and the other creatives that I was getting to know and this this was through going to the odd event um, and just my friends who were also like illustrators, no one wanted to do that side of things. No one wanted to really talk about their work or um, put out on social media. And I was like starting to do stuff and like quite enjoying it, but it still wasn't enough. I was like, you know, the, why isn't, why aren't things happening? So when you say you were showing your work, what do you mean by that? It was like, it was like tweeting, you know, like, here's my thing. And I realized that it had to be, you know, person to person and emailing um, strangers, which I found really hard. Um, I just thought that going to networking events to me was, yeah, like that was really nightmarish. There were a couple I could go to that were basically um, some other illustrators meeting up at a pub and that felt fine, even though I was, you know, it would be a bit exhausting, but we certainly weren't meeting uh, like agencies or people who would actually help us um, get work. And I guess I kind of just started connecting the dots. And I had a theory that maybe there are a lot of like creative introverts people who are just going unseen for that reason. And, you know, we might have these like blogs and stuff, but the majority of us, I mean, nowadays, 
everyone and his dog has a blog. It's it just doesn't feel like enough. So all of these like standard like marketing tools just aren't as powerful as maybe they were even five six years ago. So yeah, I, I guess it it just kind of started happening that I started talking about that more in my own blog. Um, started talking less about design and illustration and more of the struggles that I was facing um, on a more of a mindset basis. Um, and then I set up a Facebook group, which has spiraled into the League of Creative Introverts, um, which is more of an online community. But the biggest thing has been it just, yes, yeah, day by day, doing these things like sending out emails to strangers. And I started asking myself, what are the things that other people are doing that I'm I'm finding them? So at the time it was Periscope. Um, so this wasn't longer. This is like a year ago, and Periscope and podcasts were my two favourite ways of getting new information. But the idea of me getting on either of those platforms was terrifying. I was like Twitter girl all the way. Um, but as soon as I started doing that, I realised that okay this is um this is scary but as soon as I started teaching myself to do the scary thing uh things started happening and you know people would start reaching out to me and saying especially with podcasts I noticed that I would then get some emails from people being like oh like I just found you via so and so and I was like yeah, yeah like this is how it happens oh like no one ever did this when I was um writing even though writing is where I feel most comfortable um so yeah and I think it was just kind of talk, being able to talk to other people and this is online on Facebook groups basically just who had that feeling of marketing is almost shameful and um, the idea of actually you know doing the scary stuff like surely we don't have to do that surely not um, and now I'm like oh actually no that's where the magic lies um, and if I just try to make that easier for people and share the things, you know, obviously, like not all the things that I do are going to work for everyone. We've all got our different styles of um, working. You know, you know, we're talking about routine and stuff like that. It's different for everyone. But to have those kind of tips that are more tailored for the introverts, I thought I could start doing that. And it's, um, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. Now, you mentioned that you've developed, like you talk about getting out of your comfort zone, putting yourself out there. And you mentioned to me that you've developed habits that help with stepping out of your comfort zone, making it less scary. Can you tell me more about those habits? Yeah. So for me, like I'm, I'm definitely all about goal setting, but sometimes that feels like, again, it's this big scary thing that's off in the distant future. Um, so I try to think, you know, how can I break this down and then make it more of a daily task? So that's when the habits kind of start coming in. And rather than something being a goal, it then becomes a series of habits daily. Um, so one of them for me is, uh, yeah, like I said, emailing someone new every day. And what are you generally asking them for? It's not even, it's not necessarily asking. It's more like, hey, like okay. I enjoyed this you know so it definitely isn't always asks because like it just feels wrong some of the time like especially when I have nothing to offer yeah. back or do you know what I mean there's definitely a balance and you know th there's been some pretty cool things like, I think there was that author Steve I want to say Stephen Pressfield The War of Art mm. do you know him 
I do. Um, I remember emailing him being like, I'm, yeah, I was just like, I'm just going to email him just for shits and giggles. But he, he replied and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And that feels really good. And again, it's those little things that build up uh, self-confidence. The other thing is I mentioned to you, I've started doing Toastmasters to work on my public speaking. And in order for me to like not just freak out and never get up on stage, I make myself... Um, when I'm working on a speech to practice that every day, just going through it. Like I've recorded myself and I talk through it with my recording, if that makes sense. Um, but I attach that to the habit of always like going for a shower because I'm pretty much usually going to go for a shower. So if I just always make myself stick that on, then I can't avoid that task, which I kind of detest doing. So let me just clarify. So you play the recording of you doing your speech while you're in the shower yeah. and then say it along, <laughs> like you're singing along to a song, but you're talking along to your speech yes. while you're in the shower. Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it, it seems to do the job because for me, I mean, I think preparation is like a, a big thing for just, um, not even for performance, more for just mindset. Like if I feel prepared, then I'm going to be more chilled. Um, and that was one thing that I knew, okay, I'm not great at memorizing things, but attaching it to a habit. I just read um, Gretchen Rubin's Better Than Before. And for me, again, like a habit junkie, I really enjoyed all of these different approaches. Like if something isn't working, it's not that you can't make the habit stick. It's just that you're going at it from the wrong angle. So yeah, there's usually always a way, even with the more um, abstract things like learning a speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you're being creative in even in, you know, even in a non sort of drawing or writing sense. You're being creative in solutions to things that you want to improve on. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Can you tell me more about some of the other challenges that introverts face when they become freelancers or solopreneurs? The first place my mind would go would be networking. And I think that it just does sound like a bit of a nebulous term and often just a bit of a waste of time. Like I've definitely been to events where I've left at the break because it just didn't feel right for me. And I knew that I wasn't going to feel comfortable enough to talk to anyone. Whereas other times it's, it's like, an event that has nothing to do with my industry and I end up chatting to the person next to me and it's really great. I think the challenge is actually not so much going to these things, but to then manage our energy afterwards. For example, like if you were just to go at it whole hog for a week and be like, oh, I'm just going to go to all these things. The next week, next two weeks, you might just not want to do anything and your work might suffer as a result. So for me, it's, it's definitely getting that balance right. And um, one thing I've started to do is create a kind of like energy balance ledger, which is um, where I kind of like rate how energy draining or restorative something is. Right. And, okay. You know, if, yeah. And then so I can kind of like see in my calendar, like, okay, I've got like definitely quite a few drainy things this week. All in all, that's going to add up to, you know, 20 extrovert points or something <laughs> you know you can have like a sliding scale between like plus 10 minus 10 and the plus 10 things they're going to be 
things like, okay, that night I'm totally in. I'm going to be sitting and crocheting. I Yes, I crochet. I think I'm starting to sound more and more like a granny um, <laughs> with every passing day. But it, it's these little fitting those things in, which I know will bring me back up to a good baseline and um, just trying to do that. And it just helps you say no, because I, I guess, especially when we're starting out in business, we're inclined to try to say yes to maybe too many things. And um, it, it's getting that right. And then at the same time, if I'm only doing the restorative things, I know I'm probably not pushing myself outside my comfort zone enough. Um, so to start reaching out to people a bit more in those times. Mm. I think that's an excellent idea. Like actually rating your each event or whatever based on how draining or energizing it is. I think because it is important to have that balance. I find myself thinking that sometimes where like because I do a combination of one-on-one coaching but I'll also do group workshops and and speaking to, to larger groups and because I'm a raging extrovert, I'm the opposite. So I actually find one on like alone time, like extended long alone time can be quite draining for me. And when I'm doing one-on-one coaching, even though I do enjoy it, working with one other person, I do find that more draining than working with a large group of people. Like I find that really energizing because I get there's sort of a lot more energy within a large group of people. So it's I really like that you actually go and you write it down and create these systems for it, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> I think, again, it's just the way my brain works. Like, I need to see it. Otherwise, I won't buy into it. I'm like, yeah, I can handle another thing. Um, No, and that's funny about the coaching because I really enjoy my one-to-one sessions. Um, But I can imagine how, especially if you're working from home, um, just to be out and about around people would help. Yeah. Yeah, I find that if I spend too long inside by myself – I just get really down and I think, what's the, what's the matter? And all I need to do is step outside or go to a, a group session at my at my gym and I immediately feel better. I go, oh, that's right. I need to be around people, of course. Or I could be having a terrible day. I could be having a terrible day and then I go to a networking event and I meet a few great people and I have great conversations and I, it might be late and I might be tired, but I'll come home and I'll be buzzing and I'll be like, oh, that was so good. Had such a good night, feeling so awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I- haven't experienced that. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you mean. It's like we kind of forget that, you know, we have these kind of basic needs. And I think that's why I maybe the writing it down helps to see it because we assume it's something else, don't we? Um, but it has like a huge effect. It's really interesting. When you reached out to me, you mentioned that my episode on perfectionism really got to you. And I'm, I hope that was in a good way. <laughs> so I take it that you. I took that to mean that you do identify as a perfectionist. Yeah, recovering. (laughs) Recovering perfectionist. Exactly, yeah. How has that impacted you and your work? Um, I think it's it's definitely been a lot attached to the idea of trying something new and um, the concept of failing. So for me, um, and I've, again, I've worked this out like fairly recently, that uh, it's this idea that, you know, I've got my confidence over the years through winning like from getting the thing right and getting the good grades but when that gets taken away which it totally does when you've set up a small business um and you're trying to do something and it's like okay that was a total flop now how do I pick myself up again I have none of that um self-worth that I was originally getting from you know a good pat on the back from 
uh, my teachers or whatever, like my parents. So it's, I think it's, it's really attached to that. So for me, perfectionism is that feeling that, you know, I, I have to always be getting it right. And now I'm sort of teaching myself from the start just to, it's okay. The more I get it wrong, then it, that means the more I'm trying, um, which doesn't, like it's at first it's like oh, that does not compute but it's no. again it's like a, it's a practice um and yeah and I, I it was my I've got a coach who pointed out the other day that one of the most damaging phrases that we can kind of tell ourselves which is one of up till then it was one of my favorites be the best you can be be all you can be like that kind of army slash Tony Robbins um phrase because what is the best and when we say like all you can be, it kind of puts no limit, which is, I guess, great in a way, but it's still, it's kind of this pressure that we're constantly putting on ourselves, um, which for a lot of us, we just need to kind of take the lid off and relax on that a little bit because a lot of that pressure ends up building up and we can get paralyzed. Yeah, I've definitely been struck with analysis paralysis before where I'm like there are so many options and I don't know what to do and especially with with business when and when you're creative and there are so many different things that you could do it's just limitless as to oh what sort of course should I create or what sort of how should I um, structure my autoresponder and should I set up a membership site and how how much should I charge? Like it's just limitless the number of different decisions you have to make and you do have to just bite the bullet and make that decision. And if it is the wrong decision, then fine, you can fix that later. And that's, that's, oh, that's stuff so that I, yeah, that's what I go through. But you're totally right. Like when you're in school, university, all that, you're rewarded for being right. And if you're wrong, mm. you can clearly understand why you're wrong. But then when you're doing something creative and when you're in business, you don't know necessarily what's right or wrong. And those wrongs end up being really important life lessons and business lessons too. And and you hear these kind of stories. Like I do find a lot of comfort in knowing that all these successful people have had loads of failures and, you know, that whole fail fast thing. It's to me, I, I I find that that is comforting. Um, but at the same time, on like a daily basis, when you are trying to um, make those decisions, um, God, it's it's not easy to remember that. And that's funny. Like I've had a week where I've just had like a brand new idea every day and I'm or at least one. And, you know, I'm just like, OK, so now I need to do this, which is like a complete um, massive project. And I'm like, oh, no. It's, it's great to be creative sometimes, but sometimes you're just like, can I just please focus? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can really relate there. Yeah, there's too much stuff, too much stuff going on. Speaking of a lot of stuff going on, I see that you, you also blog about food, fitness and fur, which I find awesome and hilarious. And you mentioned before you have an active community of creative introverts. You do web design, you do illustration, plus other creative stuff. I couldn't believe it. I was amazed. And because you are a designer, all your websites look amazing and beautiful. And I just think, how does she do this? Because I have a personal blog as well and I have the best intentions for it and I just let it slip by the wayside because I'm, you know, just focusing on my business stuff. How do you keep up with everything? 
Uh, this is just a result of me hopping around so much over the last few years. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it's, I just can't help it. Like if it's funny how things kind of, um, sometimes they do end up like interlinking weirdly. Like if I hadn't started blogging about, um, like health and fitness, basically, I wouldn't have started blogging with the creative introvert, you know? So I definitely like built up my blogging voice there. Um, and while that's not like a focus, it feels good sometimes like on a Sunday just to be like, ah, you know, I, I want to write about like this new tea that I just bought, <laughs> like where I'm not going to put that on the creative introvert. It just feels good to get that out as a creative outlet. Um, but it, it just, it helps. These things have just all, um, built up over the years and I let things just take their course because if I feel that something does feel right, like so this week, if I was thinking, okay, maybe I want to try this thing. I don't necessarily, I want to let it simmer, but I don't want to just give up because that's not on my like overall five-year game plan. Um, I'm not sure if I answered a question there at all. <laughs> no, you, you did. There's no right or wrong answer here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we wrap up, I know that you've started – sort of dabbling with video and mm. I know video is challenging for most people but for someone who has been challenged by putting your work out there and you know wondering oh what are people going to think of me how did you go with making that very first video yeah this again was so much something that I I just had to do it because that's how I was finding people um and I thought oh I just need to yeah do the thing but really it started me um just making like one minute videos on my iphone and not intending to share them with anyone of just getting used to looking at myself and talking at myself and my god like that sounds so basic like a minute um but for me that was just crippling um especially talking at anything at length like a conversation i'm i'm pretty fine with but the idea of being like okay talk about a thing, like teach a thing. Um, I just, I really, really couldn't do it. So I had to make it into a, a daily habit and, you know, starting with those minute long um, videos to myself, then I started to get on Periscope and that was a whole new level of, I guess it added some accountability because there were people who slowly, you know, this is kind of like, it was still a bit dead, but I guess it's kind of dead now, but like, it, it's this idea that there were people being like, cool, like be on tomorrow and, you know, I'll see you at the same time. I was like, okay, I got to do it now. Even if this person is like a spam bot from Russia or something, like I still need to get on. Um, so that's how it kind of started. And then um, when I created my first course during the summer, that was, I knew it wouldn't all be, it's mostly slight, like sort of slides to my voice which I, I don't find difficult anymore. I did it at the time, but the tough bit was then actually showing myself on camera. Um, but again, I just, I knew for a fact that that's how people are going to connect with me the quickest. Um, so that was a good, you know, another kick up the bum to really just do the thing. Mm. And what benefits have you found from having put yourself out on video, from having, you know, reaching out to or appearing on people's podcasts and all that, like what's been the, the overall sort of benefit that you found from doing all that? 
Yeah, I, I've definitely felt that it's it's proven my theory that people connect with people quicker that way. Um, as much as you could be like the most engaging writer in the world, if they can't hear or see you, um, they just don't, no one really gets you as well as, as seeing or hearing you. It's just like, it, to me, it took me way too long to realise that. And now that everything's taking off, I think everyone's realising it. And also it's this idea that by me putting myself out there, um, I'm kind of, again, building up my own confidence and proving to myself, yeah, I can do the scary thing. So it's all kind of fed into each other. And hopefully that will keep snowballing because when you do get that positive feedback or somebody emailing you saying like, oh, I really enjoyed you being on this thing. Um, it's it definitely makes it worth it. That's the kind of that's what my type A um, perfectionist needs is that <laughs> bit of like positive feedback, <laughs> which um, which is good. Cool, that's awesome, Cat. Hey, before we go, tell me about your online community of creative introverts because I know that's a it's a monthly membership site that you have. It is, yeah. Again, this is something that spiraled from me enjoying Facebook groups and thinking okay so the creative ones that I was in people were fairly um, comfortable putting their work out there but I knew that no one really wanted to talk about the internal battle and the difficulties and I think it was a lot of the extroverts who were sort of the ones who were present on the pages uh, or the groups and then I you know started joining ones to do with introverts but they tended to be um, more like let's moan about what it how terrible it is to be an introvert and you know no one seemed to be talking about business and I guess that's yeah so I started the League of Creative Introverts as a Facebook group but um throughout the years I've like created a um it's it's now like a full membership site so um we do I guess like primarily it's a way of getting feedback on your work. So we've got a lot of creatives from different industries. We've also got like yoga instructors. It's creativity with, I, I like to say creativity with a big C, whatever that means. <laughs> you know, people just saying, um, I am creative. I'm an introvert. Um, I do monthly website reviews because again, that's not, it's not my primarily, uh, my primary job as a the creative introvert, but it's still m one of my jobs. Um, so I think people find that helpful. Uh, we can, you know, set up skill swaps. So got a lot of people with different skills, accountability partners, not for everyone, but for people who do want that, that I think has been really helpful. Um, and access to resources that I've been creating um, over the months and adding to them um, regularly. So yeah, it's it's this kind of thing that is, again, it's, I'm seeing where it's going. It's growing every month. and. Um, yeah, that if anyone can I say that if anyone in the audience wants to try it out for a dollar, they can do that. Awesome for the first month, is it? Um, yes, and that's at thecreativeintrovert.com forward slash C method. C method. Oh, I love it! I get my own link. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. All right, so uh, creative introvert. That's where people can find out more about you. Uh, the creative introvert. The creative introvert. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's kind of like me, like the C method. Some people leave off the. I <laughs> Yeah. So don't forget it, thecreativeintrovert.com. Kat, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me come on. It's been great. Thank you. My 
massive thanks again to Cat Rose, the creative introvert, for being an amazing guest on the show this week. Check out her membership site where you can join for only a dollar for your first month at thecreativeintrovert.com slash cmethod or simply visit the show notes um, at thecmethod.com slash cat, as in K-A-T, that's thecmethod.com slash cat. And I'll put links there to how you can connect with Kat on, through her website, on social media, and also that link to where you can check out her membership site and join for only a dollar. And that's all from me this week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome, and I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Canters, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Thank you.